TLO. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I see you have your Packers hat on. I do, because I knocked it off the table again, and you called me out for letting it fall off the table and not picking it up. Well, I mean, you are a Green Bay fan, and I thought it seemed disrespectful for you it's to just leave. just a hat, though. I'm not a lunatic. I'm just a fan. Why are you wearing it? Why are you wearing because, it now? Because it, I knocked it off again, and I figured, all right, then, fine. I will pick it up, since I was called out before, and I'll just put it on just to prepare for the game later. Are you excited about the game later tonight? Yeah. I can't wait to see Rodgers in action, um, knowing that he has the full respect and support of all of the Packer fans um, with no remaining loyalty to Favre at all. Right. You know, last year, a lot of Packer fans suddenly became Jets fans. I uh, I bought a I'm a far far fan and I bought a Jets jersey. Yeah. So, but I think this year now almost every Favre slash Packer fan has abandoned Favre and they're all Rogers. They only know the number twelve. I I like the way Rogers look. I have him in my fantasy league, as you might know. He is your quarterback. He is my quarterback. He is going to carry me to victory. Um, they're I, playing the Bears tonight. Yeah gonna be a no-brainer i would think i don't know what the bears fans put in their coffee but they really believe that there's gonna be a slaughter i think in the pizza they put some what sort of do they think drug they're nuts anyway um what was i gonna say forgot well that's good enough then <laughs> Welcome to In All Caps Radio Hour with your host, Mookie, and the little one. Welcome back to the studio, TLO. Hey, it's great to be back in the studio rather than uh, crowding over a Mac book. At the King George Motel. (laughs) For our podcasts. We're back at it. That was um, episodes one, two, and three you're speaking of. We did that on the, uh, uh, well, while we, uh, what would the word be in journalism? On the... Oh, uh, on location. On location. Or remote. Or we were on a remote. So anyways, we uh, we did a podcast, uh, very roughing it in our hotel room with the laptop. I hope the audio was okay. What did you think of it? I thought it was great. And uh, we basically reviewed day one, day two, and day three of the San Francisco Outside Lands Festival, which I think was a success. I mean, we've already kind of wrapped up the show, but... Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great festival. I how can you complain about any of it? I I don't really have any complaints except my feet still hurt. Yeah. I'm not sure how much longer we are either not as young as we used to be or we really did a number on our hooves. Yeah, you know, <laughs> even after I wear heels to work a lot, but even after not even working for a day, I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning and my feet will be aching, and I'll think. What is going on that my feet ache a week after? Right. Yeah, I mean, that was brutal. It was brutal. They're definitely a little tender. You know, um, I was listening to a song for one of the artists that we're going to feature, and there's a line that says, time may give you more than your bones could ever take. Mm, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> was, it's a male who sings that, but it's okay. If I'm just You're talking to, to me? You. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Lord doesn't actually come down into the church to speak to the congregation. It's actually a pastor or a priest. Um. Yeah. So, but you. But if you say "Amen, sister," you're agreeing with with a female who who has said something. Right. So, if if the priest or pastor was a woman, 
you yeah. would say amen, sister. Be, Correct. But then she might say, well, now this is, these Jesus are the words saying, of the Lord. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, so right. now do you understand where I'm at? Yes. So speaking. Don't, why are you so argumentative? Even, <laughs> even now. <laughs> I told you, didn't I? Yesterday, I told you why I'm argumentative with you. What was that again? Let's remind the audience why you are because because you're always right. Mm-hmm. So um, my my giving you a little bit of argument and and feedback just seals you being right. It just it just sort of makes your your triumph be that much greater. I just worry about your self esteem. <laughs> I'm good after all that. I'm okay. Okay, good. So um, outside lands. We uh, what I really loved was I got to see exactly what I missed. If you go to youtube.com slash user slash outside lands users or user user. You're right. User with no S. It wow. is youtube.com. I almost screwed up big time and I'm reading it. Oh, I wasn't even calling you out. I just wasn't sure what you said. Wow. Let's do it again. YouTube.com slash user slash outside lands. That's a weird URL. That's YouTube's URL. Maybe there was a better one, but the user is outside lands. So I wonder if, like, you on my search. YouTube, yeah. But I wonder if on my YouTube account, the URL would be user slash whatever, whatever. Right. Huh. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you can. They put up a bunch of videos, and we they took some quality uh, footage. I I'm believe. Sure they did. And um, you can go up there and see, like Dave Matthews, who we miss, and you can see what you missed. And there's some really. I can't wait. I actually to see Dave Matthews. I actually, it sounded great. But I never would have picked Dave Matthews over Mars Volta, but that's a different story. You could also see the Dirt Bombs, who we miss, and they were fantastic. Yeah, on my personal blog, I um, talked about maybe catching the Dirt Bombs. But I think we had a good um, schedule for the Outside Lands. We had one short day and a couple longer days. We did what we could. The biggest decision was choosing Modest Mouse over Dead Weather. And I saw a video of Dead Weather, and I'm actually glad we missed them. So... Um, do you have any other outside land stuff? Well, one thing we did when we were at one of the very small stages, we just happened to walk along all the booths and uh, stroll upon the Yellowbird Project booth. Yes, we did. And I recognized them, but I couldn't quite remember why. I know that at one time they started following me on Twitter. I think we started following them on our In All Caps Twitter. Uh, I think I always just assumed that they were some kind of um, nonprofit organization that raised money to support indie bands. Right. That was what I thought they were. Did you had you ever heard of the Yellow Bird Project? You know, I think you added it to our Twitter account, twitter.com slash just, in yeah. all caps. Yeah, you just said that. And so I had seen them, obviously. Just like they were on the your radar. Yeah, like yeah, because I go to I go to the Twitter account to just see what's up. And I would see them pop up, you know, it's YB, YBP. YBP. Pro, uh, I don't know. I think it's just twitter.com slash YBP. Well, anyways, that's what they show up as. And uh, they always were talking about indie uh, bands. And so they seemed very cool. But when we when we saw them at the festival, uh, you kind of helped me click that in the place that, hey, we followed them and we told yeah. them and they were very cool. Um, what they had going on at the festival is they had all these cool shirts with neat illustrations of different bands like Rilo Kylie, the new pornographers. Um, I don't remember some of the other ones that I actually saw there, but neat little illustrations and then a coloring book. Right. And I think we wanted to support them because we liked what they were into. 
and we were gonna buy a shirt or we were gonna buy mm-hmm. whatever but we ended up buying the comic book because it's just coloring was, book sweetheart did i say comic book yeah dang it <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm a comic geek. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna well, probably do that another hundred times. You know, on on my Facebook uh, page, my personal one, I am a fan of. I fucking love coloring. Me too. So I am. I am desperate. I am. It's killing me to not color in this yeah. book. We should have bought two because we we decided that we were gonna give one away, and now we decided on this podcast. On this podcast to a lucky listener. Are we gonna explain that now or later? No, I'm just. Yes. Just getting everyone excited. You're getting them stoked. I You're understand. The I like, I like right your now. radio banter. So it's very cool. And we made the mistake of not buying two. And you know, when I was, I had actually, I talked to my buddy over there at uh, YBP. Yeah. I actually made co- first contact. And uh, I was really hoping he would offer some free shit to give away, but no dice. No, I think they're... I guess it's tough when you're not getting any th- profit. Yeah, they're not making any money. Here's the thing. Here's what I think they're really about. And maybe if you and I were smart, this is what we'd be about. <laughs> I think they're about uh, just being able to be at shows, <laughs> being able to sell merch at shows, being able to rub elbows with their favorite bands. Right. Because um, basically all Yellowbird Project is, is design shit to sell, um, revolving around music, and then don't donate the proceeds from that stuff to the band's favorite charity. Right. So basically, hi, I like uh, Manchester Orchestra and I just made this cool shirt. Now, hey Manchester Orchestra, can I sell this shirt at your concert? When you pick a charity and whatever money I make, all the money goes to the charity. Right. Your charity. Right. That's all they that's all they are. Yeah. It's kind of like Hippie-ish to like the nth degree, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, just to sum up that, I mean, they, uh, the comic book in 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 coloring. specifics, coloring book. Did I do it again? Yeah, you're just gonna keep doing it. So just it's All okay. Right. The indie rock coloring book. Maybe if I read it. Hmm. Um, it was designed by Andy J. Miller. I guess he's the one that did a lot the of the images. Drawings. Yeah, yeah he the does images. the illustrations. Um, and basically the, the, the whole project, well, the, the, the coloring book project, um, funds future philanthropic. No, sweetheart. It's just creative efforts. Right. Say that again. If you, this coloring book, I don't want to have to say philanthropic again, but that's the thing. This, this coloring book funds future philanthropic and creative efforts. Right. So I'm sorry. Is that a charity name? No, no, it's just no. I'm basically summing up what I, what I like was trying to say. All they do is, you had given a a really long summary of that, <laughs> and I did it in one sentence. Is what I was trying to do. See, okay, I was so, trying to say who Yellowbird Project is. Who are some of the uh, bands featured I mean, in this comic? The yeah, coloring yeah, yes. book. Um, the National. Yes. The Shins. I like the Shins. Uh, Rilo Kylie. Right. Have them. Um, Broken Social Scene. Bon Iver. Uh, bone Iver. I hope I, you know what? I think we're doing a French theme today, so it's Bon Iver. Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. Uh, Block Party. Block Party is actually one I of love the Block bands Party. that's been featured. MGMT. Wolf Parade. Do I have to keep going? No, I think we've got you've got Sunset Rubdown, Hayden. So <laughs> what we wanted to do today uh, was to try to give this thing away. Yeah. Essentially, it's a very cool coloring book, and if you want, we'll even. Fill out one page for you. You can color a page I for mean, you. It's fine. Or five. We kind of want to. Good. We so actually we're going to do it without your permission. But <laughs> uh, so we're going to give away this coloring book. 
And we wanted, we're basically in this podcast going to highlight four bands from that book. Mm-hmm. And then we'll explain later how you can win. But basically, it's going to be based on these four bands we're going to talk keep about. Keep listening. You'll so, find out. Um, what is the first band you'd like to talk about? I would like to talk about that singer who I quoted uh, as saying, time may give you more than your bones could ever take. Okay. This singer is Samuel Beam. He is known as Iron and Wine. Yes. It's just him. When he tours, he brings a band with him, but basically it's just him. He has a big beard. Yeah, uh, kind of like uh, the guy who did our oil change yesterday. Kind of like the guy who did our oil change. Kind of like Andy Hull. Kind of like the guy from Top Chef. Kind of like the guy from Top Chef. Actually, he more looks like Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) Yeah, he does. I saw his picture. Um. But yeah, he it's Iron and Wine. Um, he is a Southern boy too, just like our favorite Top Chef contestant this year. Uh, he's an artsy dude. He uh, he specialized in painting at college. He actually went into filmmaking. Do you know who he's collaborated with though? Uh, Calexico. Oh, yeah, I did my research. Cheater. Yeah, and I think a little bit he pulled um, some brass. Yeah, kind of stylings from Calexico too. You won't hear that on this um, track that we're going to share. Track is called "Belated Promise Ring." I think it's an adorable song. He is married. He has four daughters. Um, you hear just a lot of cute things in this song. I love it. You want to play it now, or do you want to? Yeah, let's do that.
fell into the sea So the statues of our fathers in the courthouse flower there Now they blend with all the lightning tattered trees They say time may give you more than your poor bones could ever take My Rebecca says she knew I'd want a boy So that was Iron and Wine. With the song Belated Promise Ring. What did you think? I thought it was very pretty. I like that. Um, the, his songs are actually used in a ton of TV shows. Really? I mean, The O.C., The L Word, Grey's Anatomy. Was it in a movie? The O.C.? Was it in a movie? Yeah, not it, but uh, has he had a song? Yeah, the cover that he did of the Postal Service's Such Great Heights was in Garden State. Um, I mean, he was in Ugly Betty. He had a song on the soundtrack of Twilight. Really? It's all over the place. House MD. I mean. He must be very busy. I, you know, isn't it odd, though, how a lot of these TV shows, they just kind of scour the indie or, or lesser known bands and play them for just some of their intros or outros of their shows or just in the background while someone's doing something. Uh, sad or interesting or whatever. Right. Do you think that's selling out, uh, having your song be on a TV show? Yeah, do I think that's selling out? Mm. I mean, it's not the same. On a TV show, I got... Well, here's the thing. I will say with a TV show, no. For a commercial, maybe. Yeah. Because I think with a TV show, you're adding to an art form, right? Yeah, that's You true. could say that. Or especially a movie. Right. Uh, but a commercial is just to sell shit. Yeah. So it gets a little sketchy when... Because I thought about that with a lot of these indie bands that I'm researching, and you find all over the place how they... You've never heard of them before. You hear them on the radio, but then they've been on a lot of shows or whatnot. And um, I, th- I mean... I don't mean to go into any news, but the Black Crows do have a new album coming out, and it just made me think about how the Black Crows actually, back on their very first tour they were ever hired on to open for ZZ Top, it was sponsored by Miller Beer. Mm -hmm. And the Black Crows were actually kicked off the tour for making a sarcastic comment about commercialism on stage in Atlanta. They were off the tour. The big ZZ Top Recycler Tour. Wow. Sponsored by Miller. Black Crows off the tour. Wow. To add to that, yeah. they went and started their own tour, and they brought, I don't know, some small band I've never even heard of before on tour with them. Uh, it was, God, I don't remember who it was, um, but the Maggie's Dream. Okay. They kicked them off the tour. When they heard Maggie's Dreams music in a radio ad for Miller. What? Yeah. 
And if you think about it, I swear I've heard Black Crow's songs on something, but no, they are on nothing. They're OG that way, huh? They don't mess around with any endorsements. Right. It's so much money. I. It's got to be tough. You must... You know what I'm saying? Like some of those commercials and and maybe some of the movies, it can be so much money for for a band that you know is lucky to see some sales from their albums, and you know, yeah, was more lucky if if they have good fans that buy lots of merch and come to shows. But still, I mean, that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Anyway, Black Crows have had eight studio albums since 1990, and their newest album is called Before the Frost and Until the Freeze. Because Before the Frost, you can purchase. And then after you purchase it, you can download a, like a companion of mostly acoustic songs called Until the Freeze. That's very cool. Yeah, it was actually recorded with a little audience in a barn like on Woodstock, which is, it's, Chris Robinson and his brother Rich are just so indie. It's, I don't know, the Black Crows amaze me a little bit. They're so huge. Yeah. yeah. So much studio support, but so independent. Right. Anyway, that's that's it for the Black Crows. Okay. And for my music news. Okay. Um you have someone you want to talk about or I have I, another I, I could uh, I can go and give one next here. Um you know, in looking through the coloring book, I was trying to find something that uh both looked fun in the book. Yeah. as well as uh, a band I wanted to talk about. And I think my favorite was uh Broken social scene. You liked their picture? Yes. Can you find it in there? What was it? Oh, by the way, you know, um, while I'm looking, the picture for Iron and Wine is like, uh, find all the birds, because Yellow Bird Project, in uh, Iron and Wine's beard. That's hilarious. It's a giant, like, thorny beard. I love it. I might see a few birds in your beard pretty soon. Yeah. It's my beard is getting very long. You're right about that. Do you know what? It's actually, it's Devendra Barnhart's beard that's in this. I thought it was uh-huh. Ryan's beard. You messed up. Anyway. Um, I think uh, I think Broken Social Scene was a maze of some sort uh, you had to try to get out of. Oh, really? Is that right? The Shins also has a maze. I might be wrong, They're, too. The Shins has, like, all these shoots. And I just want to color each shoot a different. Oh, Iron and Wine is just a weird thing. Hmm. What's the weird thing mean? It's just, uh, it, you know, these are all trippy, like... 80s 70s designs like stuff that you saw on sesame street when one thing would create into another you right know? yes i don't know i can't find the broken social scenes picture no uh-uh. how come mm. is it just that you like their t-shirt design maybe i like their t-shirt I don't think design. It's in the book which also if you go to um the yellow bird project they have they have T-shirts. I don't know if we did. We mention that yeah, earlier I mean, on. Um, there's so many artists who have been involved with the Yellowbird Project who may not even be in this book. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're actually touring um, with some of these bands too to get the word out. But yeah. oh, broken w- social scene is a maze. It is a maze. Okay, yeah, I think I like mazes and coloring books. Is that lame? I'm not very good at coloring, so mazes are. So my you thing. like the mazes? Yeah. Uh, do you go to the end first and make your way to the beginning? No, that would be cheating. No. So, uh, help Kevin Drew avoid the ladies, Brendan Canning miss the wall, and Feist dodge the million-dollar solo contracts so they can reunite for a new broken social scene record. Nice. You have multiple mazes, all with one goal. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was cool. That was my thing. That's adorable. Help Kevin Drew avoid the ladies. Uh, So, 
Um, what do you know about Broken Social Scene? I know Anything? almost nothing about Broken Social Scene, but it sounds, the name sounds like something harder than what. Right. I kind of expected, uh, when I first heard of the band, I did expect something. I'm like, maybe that's an emo band or a oh, screamo band. Oh, so you're band. going emo. But um, they're just a, they're a Canadian uh, rock band. And it's more of like a collective than a band, I guess. Mm-hmm. They actually have, uh, I don't know if I actually wrote it down, but they have a lot of members in the band and many former members. And they switch out groups that are not working on an album, perhaps. Or who are just having to pay the bills another way. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> I mean, like they're the a big band. band. If, you get to, if you get to play with them, I'm sure that you are a legit musician in that community. Oh, I'm sure. But, you know, like it's Kevin It's not just Devine. somebody who needs to eat. But like Kevin Devine and the goddamn band. Right, the goddamn yeah, band isn't yeah. always in formation because sometimes the goddamn band has to pay bills. You just like saying goddamn? <laughs> I do. On a Sunday, no less. So anyways, uh, it's very, there's a lot of sounds, a lot of instruments. There's almost some orchestration in some of the songs and uh, a little bit of an experimental kind of thing to them occasionally. So mm-hmm. I was going to play a song by them. Um, actually... You know, I said all that stuff about these grand orchestras. And, and you're going to play like the most simple. I'm going to play an acoustic song yeah. actually by them. So um, I hope that you enjoy.
That was Almost Crimes by Broken Social Scene, an acoustic version of that. I think you can find it on one of their live albums for so, sale. So that's an acoustic version. There's another version of yes. that song? Or? Correct. Hmm. That was just a live performance of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I just thought I'd bring something maybe new to the table that people haven't heard by them. Broken so, Social Scene. Do they have yeah. a lot of albums? Like, they have a lot going on? Um, they do have a lot of albums. Um, I don't know how many, though, off the top of my head. But um, Do they tour a lot? They do tour a lot. Uh, although, I wonder what touring is like with 19 band members. Exactly. It's nuts, isn't it? Silly. But uh, they're Juno Award winning. They're um, probably very common... T- at, at, Whenever they release albums, the blogs are a fire with BSS. They, yeah. um, they're they're loved by a lot of the blogs, and uh, you know, of course, our blog in allcaps.com. We have never actually written about them, but uh, we wanted to feature them uh, on this podcast in uh, unison with this great coloring book that we're going to give away at the end of this episode. Yes, sir. Once well, actually, again. we're gonna we'll we'll state the winner. In, in an upcoming podcast, but we'll tell you how to win at the end of this one. Yes, sir. Um, Yellowbird Project, once again, they basically, these two guys, Matt uh, and Casey, they, uh, for about the last three years, they just uh, would team up with musicians to create sort of a unique t-shirt design. Right. It's a basic idea. Right. You know, speaking of t-shirt designs and, and um, other just band designs, one of the cool things that we found at... Um, Outside Lands was a book of all the Pearl Jam uh, concert posters, right? Like, a tour might have a theme. Right. But every stop on the tour, sometimes an artist, a local artist, or somebody uh, involved with the venue, or just someone who's a fan of the band, will design the poster for that gig. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, these are very creative, cool yeah, posters. beautiful, starks, you know, with a message maybe or whatever. I mean, yeah, and and that's sort of the feeling I get from these T-shirts that get designed with Ironbird or Ironbird Project. <laughs> Ironbird Project, yes, Good in one. the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, so that's the deal with uh, Yellowbird Project and the ten dollar indie rock coloring book. Ten dollars. I mean, if you don't win one, you should definitely go to. Uh, their website and uh, and buy one for yourself, right? It's dope. It's very cool. It's fun. I I want to color it. Maybe we should just make photocopies. I mean, I suppose we could buy another one, right? But <laughs> oh, making copies is a fantastic. <laughs> That's probably illegal, and I think they're gonna. I am to going. This. You know what I'm gonna do when I color this? What? I'm gonna bite my bottom lip, and I'm gonna <laughs> what? And there's no. I'm gonna have like a coloring crayon or a colored pencil in my hand. I'm gonna bite my bottom lip with my hand out in front, and my elbow out in front. And like in a little balloon above my head, there's going to be like an at sign and a pound sign and an exclamation mark. And I'm going to be thinking, I fucking love coloring. Oh, my God. Wow. That is the, you can picture it, can't you? Um, don't. Uh, okay, well, don't photocopy this. Um, but if you do want to buy one, you can go to yellowbirdproject.com slash products and you can buy the coloring book. T-shirts, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Yes, sir. And you know what? Um, one of the artists um, that I'm featuring, I actually know where her pro- uh, proceeds are going for her shirt. Right. It's going to the Whale Museum, which is uh, located in the San Juan Islands off of in the Seattle area. 
Who is this? This Laura, artist? Laura Veers. Mm-hmm. She is an artsy little independent artist who uh, has actually she's she's right now recording her sixth out al- or I think it's her sixth album, but she uh, she's been recording it for a long time and it's not supposed to come out till January. So I don't know. She must work hard on this. She tours a lot. Um, she's actually from Colorado. She's not from Seattle. She did. She actually formed an all-girl punk band in Seattle at one time. Really? Yeah. After attending Carleton College in, uh, I already forgot the name of the town, Northridge, Minnesota. Yeah, I think, I think it is. so. Um, super independent little uh, liberal arts college, which is also incidentally the little town where um, Paul Wellstone. What was that? Sorry, nothing. <laughs> Paul Wellstone uh, uh, was was involved in in basically uh, grassroots organizations helping the poor. Lots of uh, lots of left wing uh, groups. What's I was up? I was empty, I, right I emptied my trash can and I thought the volume was off on this computer. Sorry about that. <laughs> there you go. This is real. So she. Uh, well, fancy tools here. Have you heard any of Laura Veer's music? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry, I I cracked myself up. Yes, um, I was listening to it while preparing. Don't make faces. <laughs> I was listening to her while I was preparing, and I was just um, rap uh, enraptured by her uh, her voice. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Why so- do you roll your eyes like that? No, I actually, um, the name of the song that we're going to play by her is called Rapture. No way. <laughs> she talked about didn't being in Rapture. I did that, but that's how good I am. <laughs> yeah. Give me some That's what broths. we'll call it. That's what we'll wow. call it. Are you, we're sh- too far apart now to fist bump. I know, but I would give you a high five right now. Oh, you would give me a high five? Do we not high five? No, we don't, do we? He, oh my gosh. I never Let me tell five. you, Mookie got so mad at the mall, <laughs> maybe just because of the fact that we were at the mall. I hate being in a lot of places where there's lots of people. Yeah. Well, it's okay to just drive across town and go to the mall for dinner, lunch, whatever. I, well, you're. I no, we went there to shop. But anyway, there's a dude. But we, all we did was eat. But the kiosk people, right? Yeah. I think he was working at the cell phone kiosk. High five, man. He, and I high fived him. And I, and then I turned to. And then he almost th- threw himself off the ledge. Yeah. I turned to TLO and I said, I said, small. I don't high five anybody. What did I just do? He tricked me, and I got mad, and I started yelling. <laughs> what I salespeople? Yeah. Anyways, we anyway, were about to play. <laughs> Laura Veers. Uh, she started at coffee houses. She's very independent. You know what's cool about her blog, uh, LauraVeers.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-V-E-I-R-S.com. Okay. She does a best of on each tour. Like she'll, and it's kind of different each tour, but. Um, you know, best whatever, any random thing, either about a town or a stage or a city, uh, <laughs> town or a city or a village, um, about the tour. And there'll maybe be a, a, one city will make each best of category. She's been through Australia and Europe and whatnot. She often tours with her partner and uh, producer, Tucker Martin, okay. who's also worked with Mud Honey. Oh, yes. And speaking of, I don't know, selling out, what? Microsoft used him for their startup tones for Vista. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Isn't that funny? I wonder how much that pays. I don't know. I'd love to know. Should we play um, Rapture now? Yeah, Rapture is the song that I want to play. Now, let me tell you something. Okay. You had mentioned before, um, not on air, that her voice sounded sort of older, more mature. I thought she was definitely... Very wise. I don't know if you ever gave her age, but it sounds like she's younger than I think she is. She's... Yeah, she... Well, she uh, She's like 34. Right. Um, in this particular sh- song, she sounds a little bit like Kimya Dawson, but not in the rest of her music, I think, anyway. Okay. This song is sort of about capturing art and just the idea of capturing art. Interesting. All right, let's check it out. With photographs and magnetic tape we capture pretty animals in cages pretty flowers in vases and rapture by uh, Wellstone? Uh, yes. The great and governor yeah. of the state of no, Minnesota. No, he's, he's never a governor. Senator, dang it! Yeah. <laughs> he, um, well, probably by his legacy uh, and maybe, you know, learning about him in high school sh- maybe may have led her to attend Carleton, but by the time she went to Carleton, I imagine, I don't have the years quite right, but I imagine that he was already a senator from right. Minnesota. He, um, first time he ran for Senate was in 1990. Prior to 1990, the senator for Minnesota was Rudy Boschwitz. Okay. Which reminds me that when I was a kid near Minnesota, where I grew up, um, 
One of the phrases that we used to use instead of like gross and grody was one of those things in the 80s. We also said rude, like, oh, how rude. And then at one point that changed to, we used to actually say, oh, Rudy Boschwitz. That's hilarious. Wow. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Rudy Boschwitz (laughs) and Paul Wellstone were sort of figures of my youth a little bit. But, um, yeah, by that time he had left Carleton College. He, I mean, Paul Wellstone is, is, was, was one of the most amazing men of our country, whether, no matter what um, political way that you lean. He, he's an amazing, uh, driven, he was, I still can't believe that he died. He died seven years ago already. Weird circumstances too. It was really weird. Um, well, I mean, it was unfortunate. Yeah, I guess it's not weird. Why do I disattribute like car crashes to like the government? Was it a plane crash? Yeah. Was it a car crash? No, it was a plane crash. Oh, even better because car crashes. But anyways, like an airplane crash, it just seems weird. Like, did the Republicans off him? No, you can't. No. Am I being a conspiracy theorist? No, it was a small plane in northern Minnesota. It was just, it's just. I mean, he was very. It was in a forest. There's really not a lot you can do. You just can't uh, deny that he ruffled some feathers. I mean, he made big moves. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think he made. mortal enemies no i guess you're probably right except with the you know in reading the book that he had written back in the 70s about about what he did with the uh, rice county um of course he made enemies of really ignorant small town i mean small 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 town uh, government officials who just you know anyway (sighs) and then now you're gonna get me involved in talking about right. like welfare between Wisconsin and Minnesota and the and the success of of an actual Republican governor's uh, reform right. on welfare in Wisconsin. Okay. Anyway, artsy girl <laughs> Laura Beers. She is going on tour with the Decemberists, by the way. I like them. We have uh, written a blog on the Decemberists. Yes, we have. <laughs> I think she uh, sang on the Crane's wife. Also, she contributed oh, to that. Okay, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Anyway, so she lives in Portland now. I love Portland. <laughs> Let's not go on to that tangent, though. <laughs> uh, that's an inside joke that you guys will never get. So, um, so you know what? One of uh, my favorite lines from that song, uh, Rapture, um, the love of color, sound, and words, is it a blessing or a curse? Yes. She ref- did you hear that reference to Kurt Cobain as yes, well? Yes, I did. Yeah, like you have such a soul and a heart for art that it hurts you sometimes, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. So that that's basically I think what that song was about. My two contributions were super duper indie, folky, acoustic, coffee house songs completely. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Well, my second one was um it's also another indie band, obviously, because it's on the... Um, you don't have to be an indie band to be in Yellow no, Project. No, but isn't it an indie coloring book? Sort of. But, I mean, I'm just talking about the it's book. It's called an indie rock coloring book, yes. I think everybody in that book is, is indie. Is Block Party an indie yes. group? Yes. Okay, then. I mean, maybe they had have had a major label release, but they were indie. I mean, even in the grand sense, they're indie. And plus, I think their latest album was produced by themselves. Okay, there you go. I hope I don't have to edit that out for being wrong later. So no, you don't have to edit it out. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You're I, just, I hate being wrong and misinforming people. You can't know everything at all times. You're right. Even though I'm close. <laughs> right. So uh, the the second band I wanted to talk about 
was I mean, I guess getting back to the fact, yeah, that this band is big for indie. They're, I mean, they would be considered like like a top tier indie band, the new pornographers. The new pornographers. Um, they have a lot of fans. They have a really good strong sound. I agree. Do, have you heard this thing where they people think they sound like Cheap Trick? Do you get that comparison? Wow, all of a sudden my mind went blank and I forgot what they sound like. I mean, I was a big fan of Cheap Trick in the 80s, so... No, I... A little, should, we, should we listen to them? A little bit, I think, of I, Death Cab for Cutie when I hear them. And right. I would never compare Cheap Trick to Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, I... um, I'm really... I'm really kind of weirded out by um, this comparison. So I kind of even wanted to play the song now okay, and kind of discuss that. All right, great. I wrote the news today in a tent outside the midway rise. And as my money flew, singing to that pockets you. Want to be upside down Maybe thrown from side to side Want to fall from the clouds Sailing like a ship at sea Want to think out so loud That the fashion please break me And when you see the bruises on my legs from the new pornographers with the song i don't know <laughs> uh, like the new comeback um the fake headlines is the name of the song <laughs> new comeback fake headlines what? right um okay first of all new pornographers um 
surprised you and how strong they are. They're so strong. I just have to say that first of all. Yeah, absolutely. But Cheap Trick. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I think it. he uses his voice the same way Robin Zander uses his voice. Okay. But th- I don't see any comparison. I don't either. Uh, that was AC Newman on vocals, by the way. And um, I got to figure that the, the, the lyrics, no, not the lyrics necessarily, sorry. But the vocal stylings must be what people compare the two. But very, not even vocals, just a very low hint of of a man uh, straining and holding his voice. Barely. There's almost nothing. There's, that's, that's the stretch that I'm trying to make. Yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I, other than that, I don't really, I can't come up with anything else that would make them sound like Cheap Trick, but... So, um, you know, the funny thing about the new pornographers is I didn't find a lot of information about this band. Um, I know, like I said, they're from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And um, I want to go to Vancouver. I really do. I love I call it the Coover and I love it. It's my one of my favorite places. Have you been there? And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of your favorite places in Canada. I was going to say in um, <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest, in the world. No. In your backyard. I was trying to do something. <laughs> I was going to do a Canadian joke, and I kind of screwed up. Okay, then. So never mind. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's a great city. Very, very music-oriented, very easy, very, um, very into music. And, really? Um, and partying is kind of my take on Vancouver. <laughs> so you were there once and that's what you experienced? <laughs> I was there for three days and um, yeah, kind of. I mean, a lot of great record stores and music stores. I mean, I had a lot of the days just to roam uh, around by myself. And I all I guess all my activities were music themed. But yeah. I mean, there was a lot to choose from, so. I mean, you could almost say the same thing about Minneapolis. Oh, sure. Minneapolis is definitely a music and uh, party town. Yeah. Why do you always got to defend? Not defending. I'm just reminding. I mean, it's ridiculous. Reminding. It's okay that Vancouver. I know you're very national. You're, you're very patriotic. But Canada's allowed to have something good they're at. They do have. <laughs> something what? Something they're good at. <laughs> I don't, can you even really call Vancouver a representation of Canada? Right. What I was trying. I think I think we sort of adopt Vancouver as our like stepsister. Right. <laughs> I think if we were going to try to annex any of Canada, we would take Vancouver and leave everything else. So okay, Nico Case. I see her all the time on um, oh whatever blog that is that Gina Gerowitz runs, anti-label blog. Okay. They promote the hell out of Nico Case. She, um, and she's a member. She's a solo artist and a member of the New Pornographers. And, like, what's what's the deal there? She's almost like, she's like a country uh, singer almost. She's yeah. not, but she is. Right. And I hear no New Pornographer, no country in the porno group. New country, like, um, no, not new country, just she's like Hank Williams style. Interesting, what's going on with like, I don't know, I don't understand that collaboration. I kind of, it's not even a collaboration, she's just a uh, member, 
Right. Uh, we've been listening to new pornographers like nonstop lately. Yeah, I really dig. I really dig that album. Um, I think it was Mass Romantic that we were listening to, and that's actually one of the early releases, like uh, 2000, I think. They have a new album this year, don't they? Uh, the, the last one that I know about was Challengers in 07. Uh, I'm sure. Hmm. I'm sure they must be working on something, right? Weird. I thought there was something new this year. Oh, well. Well, they have also been featured in a lot of TV shows, <laughs> like a ton of TV shows. Yeah, like what? They've been in Queer as Folk, uh, Weeds, The Office, Chuck, Gilmore is, Girls, one of my another, favorite shows. You know, I I think they're in Rock Band, and it just it makes me so jealous that Rock Band has so much better artists guitar hero i feel like i made a poor choice i was i was sucked in by the symbols on the drum set i like the drum set and guitar hero uh world tour better than it's way better i like a lot of things but but then i have to get i have to get shitty artists not that any of those bands are shitty not shitty but there's modest mouse on guitar hero am i being selfish i feel like 82 let's go play damn it on blink 182 right now it's been so long i want to we need to download thrice and play that later by the way yeah but um I found out recently, though, Beatles Rock Band just came out. Um, I think it was September September 9th. It's very like recent. Uh, yeah, September 9th, and I think they released it in um, in. Uh... What? <laughs> I'm gonna come in again. If you don't mind. Thank you. Hi. How you doing? They. Uh... <laughs> rock Band, the Beatles Rock Band. So the Beatles rock band came out September 9th uh, with the new album. Nine, the nine, new, oh nine. The new, right. With the new remastered uh, Beatles album. Right. So it was all kind of one big thing. Um, and I want it so bad because I love the Beatles. And I was like, ah, I'm not buying. You want the remastered version? You want this set? No, no, no. I wanted the game. I'm not oh, worried. Oh, you want rock band? Yeah. I want rock band Beatles version because I thought I couldn't play. The right. songs, but I find out. But you're not exci- excited about the Beatles, re- Beatles remastered. Um, I, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't. I have all the albums already. Yeah, I would love to get a cleaner sounding copy of well, it. Well, yeah, apparently, like they leave everything in, like talking. Yeah, no, I heard lesson, about that. But they, well, let me share with the listeners then. No, I don't. It's not that. It's it's not worth their time. Okay, rock band, but you do not have PlayStation. Correct? No, I have an Xbox. So you're out of luck, right? No, I can I can use my Guitar Hero instruments to play. So you can just buy the disc. Yeah, the software. The Beatles. The game. The Beatles Rock Band disc. Yeah. Just like you would buy like Halo or whatever. Yeah, and I can... Stick it in your Xbox. Yes. And use your apparatus. The guitars and drums, yeah, and the microphone. Awesome. So that's awesome. I get to I get to pick that up. And I mean, I'm really excited about it. Um, and I didn't mean to step on your remastered thing. I mean, You're yeah, not they, it out. I'm they just, left, they I'm left just cool fluffing things. up your. Uh... They left cool. I appreciate that for <laughs> fluffing me. They, uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they kept things in that they felt people like. There are times where you can hear somebody talking before, or after, or whatever. 
They left all that in, but all they did was they cleaned it up and they made it a little louder. I love fluffing. <laughs> I, I, I gotta have you fluff me later. So, um, but I'm excited about the Beatles rock band because I think it'd be awesome to play some of those songs. I love those songs. I know you. What songs? Um, all the hits. I mean, everything from "I Am the Walrus" to uh, you know, "Strawberry Fields." So. The, <gasps> You know what? I did I see a, an image from it where like you're you know on Guitar Hero World Tour you choose your venue. Right. What what's your background on Beatles? It depends on the song. Yeah, I mean like for Strawberry Fields, you would be in a Strawberry Field um for Forever? Well, yeah, obviously. Um I think um you could do the rooftop performance as a venue, you know? Ah. So yeah, all the different spots. Oh my gosh, speaking of which, one of the, the Ed Sullivan at Sullivan, uh, pre Show. when they were on there, yeah. Um, one of the latest Rolling Stones. Uh, Look at you busting out magazines from somewhere. Where'd that come from? <laughs> My ass. From the September three uh, with the Beatles on the cover. While the why the Beatles broke up. Probably this story has been told here and there, but it's a fascinating article. So pick up the Rolling Stones, uh, the Rolling Stone from September third. They um. They talk about that last performance on the rooftop. Were they the first band I wanted to do a rooftop performance? Because doesn't it seem like? Yeah. Because you two did it, and it. Uh, they must have been the first. Yeah, Peter I mean, or whatever. I suppose there has been a band that's played on a roof, but never a big band of that stature. Prior to the Beatles doing that, in what what year was that? It must have been in the late seventies. What? Right, but you know, there could have been a rooftop band before that. That uh, or actually, what I meant to say was a rooftop party where a band was playing that uh, nobody 1969. knew. Nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. They made their last public appearance playing a gig on Apple's roof. Apple was their uh, record label right. at that time. Um. Wow. You know what's funny? I know a story about that. Um. The cops wanted to go. They they were trying to keep the cops out of the building, right? And finally, the cops were like, you know, do you have permits? Whatever. We want to go up there, right? Um, and you know, they were like, no, 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 it's just blah, blah, blah. And, um, the cops were like, well, who's playing up there? And they're like, it's the Beatles. And they're like, well, we need to go up there. We need to make sure that this is uh, safe and whatever. And it was all bullshit. The cops just wanted to watch them perform. Oh, I can And they imagine. didn't break it up. They didn't stop it. They just sat up there on the roof and listened to them perform. And right. I just love that story. I think it's awesome. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so. You know, Dahani uh, Harrison, uh, George Harrison's son, was instrumental in getting the uh, Beatles rock band thing to fruition. Uh, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney um, introduced the game at the E3 convention uh, in 2009. So, yeah, they're definitely behind it. You know, and also, I've always said that I think Paul McCartney, first of all, is probably the best um, musician in the Beatles. But also, definitely... You know, people say McCartney or Lennon. How is that even a, a contest? But anyway, uh, this how article- is it? A, but no, but let's not gloss over that. It's an important distinction um, because it tells a lot about who you are as a person. If you're a McCartney person over a Lennon person, I can categorize you into a box. And what is that box? Well, who is your favorite? McCartney. Okay, what that means is you appreciate perfection, expertise musicianship um you like to uh have your things in order you are an organized person if you're a Lennon fan though you're an 
you're artsy, maybe a little experimental. Um, you maybe self esteem, maybe a little more cluttered in your lifestyle, and that's actually because you know, um, Lennon was a founding member, was the founding member. He's the one that brought everybody together. Yeah, and he wrote a lot of the early songs, and then he yes. quit writing. Right. He hardly had anything to contribute to any of the later albums because Paul McCartney kept. Uh, trying to take control of the band and Lennon didn't want to try to take it back. So he let McCartney take over. Is that over. what happened? Or yes. is it just that when they showed up, McCartney had six songs and Lennon was like, oh, okay, you right. got six songs. Once McCartney got started, he was taking more and more control. And um, although although mostly respectful because he knows that Lennon is a founding member, but he definitely um, leads the band... Uh, into the direction they end up going with, like, for example, um, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, that was definitely a McCartney vision, believe it or not. And Lennon hates that album, and he wishes it never happened. Yeah, well, also, Lennon was very, um, you know, he, there was a lot of animosity created where he did feel like McCartney was actually doing good things. And he was jealous, I think, that he didn't oh, come yeah. up with it. I think he was jealous, too. And I think, and I, well, then we can go into Yoko uh, poisoning his brain. Yeah, there's that, too. There's, there's, let's, oh, well, uh, hey, guys, let's bring Yoko into our session here. And I know, I see the looks on your faces, and I see how unhappy you are making music and watching Yoko input on it. But whatever, I don't have anything, so I guess I'll let my wife bring something to the table. Right. And it, I mean, and think about you being in a group for so long and all of a sudden one of the members of the group wants to bring somebody new in. Now, we're all I mean, we're all for collaboration and whatever. But imagine, though, that you have this core and you go and try to dilute it by adding somebody, you know, 11, 10 albums in. You're like, I'm going to bring somebody new in. Yeah. Oh, that just. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. What a tangent of all tangents. But it's about the Beatles. It's OK. <laughs> so um definitely pick up um the beatles rock band i'm going to uh especially because i'm going to be participating in a 24-hour uh game video, video, game, video game, marathon. game right marathon so i definitely have to have the beatles rock band because i'm going to focus on that i think during my 24 you are hour trial. yes <laughs> i think so and do you remember the, how beat we get after playing like four hours of guitar hero well, listen, 24 hours, I, I'm, I've i been in training. I don't know if you can tell, but I've been working out. I've been lifting the weights. Uh, I did a little cardio this week. I got to I gotta get ready for this. This is 24 hours of video games. I think Not you're going to have help, aren't you? Um, you're going to get it by with a little help from your friends? Nice uh, segue. Um, say segue one more time. Let me punch you in the face. What? Why can't I say segue? I'm just teasing you. Oh, I got scared. <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, yes, I was gonna, I'm not having help. I'm going to invite people to play games with me. Hmm. Did you know that you can get like instrument peripherals for like like Beatles skins for your guitar and your drum set? Yes, I did see that. It looks very cool. I still want to get a set list on this thing. Do you think a little help from my friends is on there? I want to hold your hand. I, oh, you're trying to find the... Um, yeah, and I wonder, though, on some of these songs, like, how bad people are going to sound singing along to them. I will not sound good singing. I want to hold your hand. I'm pretty sure I'll sound good singing all of them. 
fantastic. Of course voice. you will. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Yeah, here with a little help from my friends is on there. Um, here comes the sun. I mean, all the hits. Yeah. And uh, do they have? Uh, does is it broken down by albums? By the way, like, I do they cannot, have Revolver? I can't even find what? a regular cohesive list. Bummer. Um, actually, get this: yeah. footage from the Beatles rock band was revealed for the first time at Coachella when McCartney was playing. No shit. Yeah, he uh, he used a lot of gameplay footage during his concert performances. That's funny. Uh, throughout that time frame they really got those images really nice uh like on the ed sullivan show they even got the tint of the yellow um the right way from the performance i mean it's supposedly basically what i'm trying to say is this game was made by people who love this band and it makes it even more special to me to play it because it's not just a ripoff this is but is this selling out yes well okay but no. I will buy no. it all day long. No, it's not. Because selling out is to further promote yourself as a band and get ahead. Right. This band has been defunct for almost 40 years. For actually. It's true. Yeah, for 40 yeah, years. 40 for 40 years. full years. Yeah. Um, so they're just saying, people love us. Here's Here's another bone to throw that you can chew on. Look. The love the the stage production that we went to in Las Vegas, amazing and yeah. and just and just a gift for the fans and an amazing celebration of Beatles music, right? Best Las Vegas show I've ever seen, by the way. Yes, it was a great show. By the way, I wanted to mention that um, that that uh, fundraising thing I'm doing. Just want to give the site in case people want to donate. I mean, we're on a special team. Uh, our team is called um, Alcohol Good, Cancer Bad. But donate to any of them because uh, it's a good cause. It's the Texas Children's Hospital fighting pedi- pediatric cancer and the um, the charity efforts called Extra Life. And that's what um, really is getting me excited to play rock band. I'm going to do that during that event. Um, so... That's it. Are are we done? That's it, except for explaining how you can win. Oh God! The indie rock coloring book. Good call, remembering. I forgot already. We have a phone number. I don't know if you know that. Yes, we do. I would you like me to give it to them now? Yes, I'm the phone number. The phone number is drum roll. That was a bad drum roll. Seven zero eight in caps one. I N C A P S one. Yes, and the number. In case you don't like finding the letters on your phone, I don't either. It's 708. Or if you have a Blackberry like I do, and then you can never find the numbers. 708-462-2271. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Look at the numbers on your phone. Oh, oh God. I can't believe I screwed up. Anyway, it's 708 in, a, in caps one. You can call us at any time. Leave us a voice message. Sing us a birthday wish. Sing us a Christmas greeting. 2771. Is that what I said? I have no idea. That number again, 708-462-2771. That's our phone number. So did you like how I did that in my commercial voice? Yeah, I do. What I want you to do. You can leave us voicemail there. Yes, I just said that while you were looking up the number. Sorry. Okay, what I want you to do is 
consider the artists that we presented in this podcast. May I recap? Yes, please do. Laura Veers, The New Pornographers, Iron and Wine, and... You are a dumbass. Broken social scene. I was waiting for the big finish and you let me down. So... Um, <laughs> those are the those are the four bands. Those are the four bands of many. Bands. I was waiting for your drum roll, actually, if you want to know. What was I gonna roll on? <laughs> your head. Uh, okay. Get out your crayons. This is gonna be one colorful ride. I want you to call seven zero eight in caps one, and I want you to tell me which of those four bands you liked best and why. And you leave that as voicemail. Yes. Voice message. Yes. And we will pick the winner. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're going to pick the winner. Listen, I can't do this on a like uh, the first caller because no. Look, people wait until we're going to pick the best one because because why we're going to play it on our next podcast. We're going to p- play it on our next podcast. But the thing is that you know we listen to podcasts too. We know that you can't listen the second they're available. You are going to listen after work or before work. We're on the weekend. Yes. So when you listen to this podcast, when it's complete, pick up the phone, let us know who you liked best. Should we give them a date so that they get it in by the No, just hurry up and do it now. Okay, fair enough. Do it now. 708 in caps one. It's really easy. You just call. Probably, but you probably have about a week, right? Yeah, about a week. I mean, so what date is that? So, because I don't want people to say, well, how will they know? That the if they if especially if they're listening to it like a year from now, they might call mm-hmm. us in and that would be funny. You can still call us. I don't care. <laughs> but Just you call won't us win. and maybe we'll get you another coloring book. Maybe we'll send you a picture of Mookie's ass. Um all of them fantastic. You don't have to leave your address or anything like that on the voicemail. No, we'll contact you later. Just let us know and then we'll send you an email. Yeah, well put your uh Put your email address give in there, but we address. won't give that out on or the Or we'll air. just guess what it is. We could guess. We could guess. I could always call them back, though, so it's no big deal. If you want a personalized call from Mookie or TLO, <laughs> you can just uh, request that as well. We're also willing to color one of these pages for you or complete a maze, which is what I hope you allow me to do. <laughs> and um, anyway, so this is a great cause. It's an awesome coloring book. These are four great bands. Tell us who your favorite is and why. Call the number, and we will pick one and announce it in our next podcast, and we'll send you this awesome coloring book. That's right. And if you want to um, really how about someone, you can send us three bucks for postage, but you really don't have to. Uh, this one's I'm on just, me. I'm just saying. This one's on me. But eventually it would help. Oh, but we, would, we do like donations, yes. See, this thing costs money, kids. Yeah. So donate. You can donate. And Mookie at, gets grumpy when when there's no money in the checking account. <laughs> Go to in all imagine caps, that in all caps dot com, and uh, you can donate there. There's a PayPal donate button. We appreciate that. By the way, donations might help you get chosen to win the coloring book. I'm easily swayed. <laughs> and thank you for listening. I'm Mookie. She's TLO. We loved having you. And we'll see you again soon. It was good times. Real soon. Real soon. Bye-bye. On October 17th, 
Thousands of gamers from more than 100 gaming communities around the world will join forces in an unprecedented battle on behalf of children engaged in the fight of their lives. The second annual Extra Life Video Game Marathon, benefiting pediatric cancer research and treatment, is your chance to make a real difference in this important battle. The best part? You can join the fight from the comfort of your own living room. Get more information online now. Visit extralife.sarcasticgamer.com. Play games, heal kids, extra life. <laughs> 